Welcome to Third Space, the podcast that aims to fill the yawning gap between the Christian church and secular culture. In particular, this global crisis we find ourselves in and all of the implications we find for life in wartime. I'm Steve McAlpine. And I'm David Robertson. And in this episode, we're taking a look at entertainment in wartime. Okay, we are in lockdown and lots of us have been confined to home and lots of people, if if you've got shares in Netflix or Stan or something like that, then uh, they you're going to benefit. And lots of people have been spending their time. It, it sounded great to start with, didn't it? Just like Christmas, where you get two weeks to watch all these films you've been meaning to watch for a while. Well, I wonder if some people are getting fed up with it. So we're going to look at how we think about entertainment and how we use entertainment. It's a bit like when children are, long, are on a long car journey and they need to be entertained. You know, are we nearly there yet? No, here, watch this or listen to this. Can we have too much entertainment? And you know, how, how long do you play a song before it becomes irritating? Uh, Steve, can I ask you that actually? Do you, do you ever find any songs irritating that first of all you really loved and now you can't bear to listen to? Not too many, actually. I, I have a discerning palate, so I don't uh, go for the junk. I go for the quality, the good, the, the songs that age like wine rather than the Bucks Fizz, I think. <laughs> well, do you know, I think there's a song like um, In Christ Alone or at one point Stairway to Heaven, not that I'm comparing the two, that uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd heard them so much that it kind of does put you off. But, you know, that's an interesting aspect of entertainment. Another one is, is entertainment neutral? Oh, it's just a film or it's just a song. But it's, it's also what it communicates and also the style. So, uh, again, let me ask you, Steve, have you heard of Jojo Rabbit? Yes, I have, and I've circled it, I have to say. I'm not quite sure because I, I think where this is going, um, when you put Hitler comedy together, uh, can you do it? Uh, I, I struggle with that, but um, what about you? Yeah, I struggle with it completely because I couldn't even watch normal films about the Holocaust because I studied it when I was at university and it's always bothered me. Schindler's List is probably the, the best I've seen. But there was a film called A Beautiful Life, which was a comedy about Hitler and the Nazis from Italian. And I, I did not want to see it. And when I saw it, I was really impressed. And I would say, you know, this Jojo Rabbit treads that very, very fine line, but just comes on the right side of it. So like most comedies, as uh, uh, our colleague Russ uh, has reviewed it, he says that like most comedies, um, this method of storytelling is used to deliver a darker and harsher message of the human heart masked by lighthearted means. The New Zealand director manages to cut that fine line between humor and dramatic tension with a style that will make audiences laugh while considering the truth of this horrific time in human history. I think he just about gets there. It's humor, it's fantasy, it's realism, it's relationships, but it's a tough one to do, isn't it? I mean, and also different people have different tastes as well, don't they? Yeah, they do. I mean, do you think you can make comedy out of absolutely everything? I mean, Mel Brooks, oh, well, a great Jewish comedian, said, uh, you know, tragedy, um, you know, was 
uh, him cutting his finger with a piece of paper. Comedy was you walking into an open sewer and dying. So <laughs> can yeah. you make comedy out of everything? <laughs> yeah. It, I, I don't think everything should be a laugh, if, if you're going to put it that way. But I do think that in a time of crisis, you often find that humor is what sustains you and gets you through. And there can be a very, very um, black humor. I mean, again, is that something that that you've experienced, that you, uh, uh, moments of great, I don't know, pain or suffering, that there really can be uh, something that's both sad and hilarious? Oh, look, you know, um, that's the thing about gallows humor. I still remember driving home from my grandmother's funeral uh, in the back of the, you know, big back limo on a dark Northern Irish day with my mum and we were trying to stop ourselves laughing so much because of something I said that we didn't want the person in the front of the car to hear it. <laughs> so we oscillate between humour and, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, that tragic humour. And But I guess that's it's not just drop-in humour. That's the, the bit of humour that you make in those situations is part of a story. So what's the role yeah. of story in, in things like that? I, I think that story is an essential part of being human, and it's an essential part of our lives. I think that those of us who are seeking to communicate, say, the the good news of the Bible, it, first of all, a huge amount of it is story. Story doesn't mean unreal, but I think it's it's truth that's passed on through experience and through story. I, I think story and entertainment is is massively significant uh most films benefit from having a decent plot line for example and even you yeah. know bob dylan songs benefit from having a decent a decent story <laughs> otherwise you'd die of, it's funny you could understand boredom. what he was saying but you know yeah yeah <laughs> look but boredom you just mentioned boredom right so i'm going to ask you this like you go onto netflix and you go uh what am i going to watch today and it feels like you're uh at the uh, smorgasbord in a restaurant after you've eaten too much and you're just going to choose something um Neil Postman wrote a book, Amusing Ourselves to Death. Can we entertain yeah. ourselves to death? Yes, we can. Um, and I think it's it's a bit like gluttony. So you have this absolutely marvelous food and you enjoy it and it tingles your taste palates and so on. Uh, or in my case, I, I might, it was, it was my birthday and I got a, you know, a really nice malt. Well, having one is fine. Having two might be okay. Having 10 is stupid. You get drunk, you you, and you lose the benefit. You lose the taste. It doesn't matter. You might as well be drinking just pure alcohol. Uh, it's the same mm. with um, films or anything else. You first of all, you get a headache. <laughs> Secondly, there's only so much that you can take in, and I, I think we can entertain ourselves to brain death. We can just vegetate out in front of a television. They used to have a program in the mm. United Kingdom called a kids program, ironically called. Um, why don't you switch off your television set and go and do something else? It was a television program, but uh, I just thought it was a great um, title and a great idea. And we can entertain ourselves to death and we can bore ourselves to death as well. But I, I think we need variety of entertainment. Um, yeah, speaking of variety. Yeah. Yeah, go on. No, carry on. Oh, I was just wondering um, if... If you have too much entertainment, that's one thing. It does feel like you sort of uh, you're running this line into your, you know, like a river carving out a canyon. If you're just all into comedy or you're just all into tragedy, you've got to have light and shade. Um, in do you know what I mean? In in, in yeah, 
in how you do things as much as how much yeah. of it you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I really like serious docu documentaries. So I watched a Michael Moore documentary the other night and then I had to watch some pretty desperate soap opera <laughs> just that was brain dead. I thought that was that Michael Moore, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that, that didn't require me to think. You know, I, I love sitting and watching um, a whole classical concert, but then I, I would put on mm. some Led Zeppelin or something. You know, just again in terms of the variety, and you know, coming back to Jojo Rabbit, um, I have to say that my favorite film director by a million miles is Terence Malick, but he's an acquired taste. And my my favorite film I've seen for years now is his one about the Nazis called A Hidden Life. I think for ninety percent of yes, people right. who listen to this, they'd, they'd probably be bored out their skulls. But I just thought it was the most extraordinary film because of its technique, because of its message, because because of its biblical Christian centeredness, because of its questions and its depth. Um, give me between Jojo Rabbit and A Hidden Life, I would take A Hidden Life every time. But that's not to say that Jojo Rabbit is not worthwhile either. Mm. Yeah, look, I watched A Hidden Life, and I felt you can't watch that without having a big picture of what the world's about. Um, yeah. Here's a quick question. So where's the spiritual aspect of entertainment? Church, can that be entertaining? Should it be entertaining? I, I think in that it stimulates some of the senses that entertainment does, yes. But I think when you get, you know, not that you would ever do this, but when you get somebody who's going through a midlife crisis and who's a pastor and comes onto the church podium in a Harley Davidson with a, a, a ponytail and, you know, starts telling jokes, was that you? I, I, to me, there's yeah, right. <laughs> there's something wrong with that. I I no more have the Harley Davidson than, than I have the ponytail. That's that's what I'm saying. But um, you know, there is a temptation. I mean, you need to connect with your audience, and humor is a way of doing that. But there is a temptation to just try and put on a show. But we're not putting on a show. I think entertainers tend to draw attention to themselves, although really good ones. Like uh, Malik, for example, in his films, there are no stars. You know, the, the, it doesn't matter if it's Brad Pitt. It doesn't. He he just gets them playing normal roles. Um, and I I think in church, what we're not trying to do is make ourselves the center of attention. We're trying to make Christ the center of the story, and that's a huge difference. So, Dave, uh, back to your idea of single malt. Uh, one's good for you, 10 isn't so good. Is entertainment a bit like that as well, that uh, it's good to uh, use wisely, uh, but if you binge on it, uh, you're going to feel a little bit sick. Is it escapism or is it uh, reflecting reality and you can use it that way? What do you think? Well, that's, it's really interesting because the, the model <clears throat> that Netflix use and others is to try and get people to binge. So... You know, there's a series like 24. At, at the end, it, it almost feels, event, at the end of every episode, it feels as though, oh, I've got to go on and see the next bit. And I know people who've gone through the whole lot. I think you can you can overdo it. Um, I think entertainment is escapism, but it also is reflects reality. And you can kind of get uh, too much of it. And I think we should be careful about watch, what we watch. And just as we should be disciplined in our eating, maybe we should be disciplined in our watching and listening. 
and we should use our own creative gifts as well. One of the dangers with entertainment is that we, we are just the observers. We observe all the time, but God didn't make us like that. And my view is that the ultimate reality is the reality of the story of Christ. So C.S. Lewis and Tolkien, um, and I'm asking you, Steve, again, to read Lord of the Rings. Please I'm read Lord of the Rings. too busy binge watching. I'm too busy binge watching <laughs> yeah. TV. Yeah, binge watching the Lord of the Rings films. I'm saying, you know, you, you, you read these things. And, you know, I would say that Tolkien and Lewis both said that all the great stories, the great myths, the Nordic sagas and so on, all point to the ultimate story, the story of God in Christ. And so for us, as, as you know, we're thinking about all of this, sure, watch things, but watch them wisely. You know, sometimes have a diet, sometimes have a fast, sometimes have a break and think about what you're watching and what you're listening to. And then use all the gifts that God has given you and use even what you listen to, to pass on and to communicate some aspect of the good news of Jesus Christ. If we do that when we're in lockdown or whatever state we're in, then we'll be using our time wisely. Well, if you want to uh, binge listen to something that you may not have listened to before, another great uh, podcast is Undeceptions with John Dixon. And, and John is just really is uh, insightful in so many ways and is able to gather a lot of people who can give great answers to big questions. And every week on Undeceptions, he'll be exploring some aspect of life, faith, history, culture, or ethics that is either much misunderstood or mostly forgotten. So John, with the help of people who know what they're talking about and he can draw them out so well, he'll be uh, getting us to try and undeceive ourselves and let the truth out. And that's on eternitypodcast.com. Thanks for entering the third space with us. Coming up next episode from entertainment to education. Yeah, that sounds like a big jump. But next episode, we'll be uh, taking a look at what COVID-19 has done to education worldwide, particularly tertiary education, and whether or not we're better off for it and uh, what the implications of that will be. So until then, uh, great to spend time with you and uh, talk to you next time. So long, farewell, Auf Wiedersehen, goodbye. <laughs> Sorry, you wanted to be entertained. <laughs> and a very non-musical goodbye from me. Uh, thanks very much for being with us. Third Space is hosted by me, David Robertson, and my colleague, Steve McAlpine, from the remotest city in the world, Perth and produced by Janelle Muller and edited by Peter Laverock. Third Space is part of the Eternity Podcast Network, an audio collection showcasing the seriously good news of faith today. Head to thirdspace.org.au where you'll find show notes and other stuff related to our episodes, and you can click onto our Facebook page to join in the debate, and you can sing along with us. Brought to you by... The Eternity Podcast Network.